0: Escape to summer with Victoria's Secrets just arrived collection of swim and other sun ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the very sexy collection like the made to be seen very sexy push up bra in on trend hues like green, citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secrets classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. And That's What You Really Missed with Jenna
2: and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast.
0: Welcome to And That's What You Really Missed podcast. I'm Jenna. I'm Kevin. Uh, (laughs) The one with the bad immune
2: system. (laughs) Yeah, Um, coming to you live with strep throat. (laughs) Oh
0: boy. Well, at least we're able to do this mobile. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we should take a. We should start cataloging the illnesses I have during this, because if people don't know, fun fact, my immune system is non-existent. Crap. Yeah. So, and if you talk to anybody that we worked with on Glee, they can also tell you that
0: because you I was sick, sick, sick all the time, all the time,
2: and all the time. well, we
0: were also being worked to the bone, so it didn't help that we were on like very little sleep and, um, very although do you remember that we used to get every once in a while and maybe this is i'm making this up on the show we would get a doctor to come and give us some b12 shots in the butt when we were having some real rough times i believe that was more
2: tour we did that oh
0: okay Both i did it on set as well Mm -hmm. and then we did it during waitress as well so maybe Mm -hmm. that's why my brain but yes we did love the
2: do you remember like so singers and performers we need to perform live and sing sometimes your voice is gone because you're sick or whatever. and so in America it's very easy to call up a doctor and get like a steroid shot in your butt yeah and it reduces the inflammation and you can sing and you're fine. go about your business. Do you remember when we were in Manchester England on tour and so many of us were sick because it was I think our first like two consecutive days off had finally caught up with us. Mm-hmm. We were ill. And then we had the hardest time because, you know, they don't just give out medicine like right. candy like Americans do. Right. And we had to, like, scrounge to find a doctor who would come. We had to, like, describe what we needed. And finally, like, right before the show, we were in a line and just, like, getting poked with a shot in the ass to yeah. so we could sing.
0: That's right. I had something similar on tour. I think it was the second one when we were here doing Staples because I was living in my – um. Uh, we weren't living together anymore. Sad, and I lost my voice. And I called our doctor, and he came and had to give me a steroid I had no voice at all. I didn't think I was going to be able to get through the tour at all, um, or uh, we would have had to use some pre-record or something like that right. for me to, And I was like, "I'm not doing that in L.A. You're crazy at Staples Center. Yeah. All of our like everybody was there. Yeah. Like we're singing live, and um." Within twenty minutes of that shot, my voice was completely bad yeah. for the rest of the night. It's pretty crazy. We
2: were not vocally prepared to go on tour. My voice was gone oh, the first like oh, well, quarter um, of the to tour. To be fair,
0: look, I think we would have been vocally prepared if we weren't out partying as well and like living it up.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about like clubbing till five a.m. <laughs> I was talking like we went club. out for like drinks out, you know, after. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Fair. No, we weren't. Fair. Okay. Um, This episode is the beginning of our um, run with Brad Beaker, who was a uh, editor on the show up until this point and then got his first episode. And this was his directorial debut on Glee and it was very exciting. Um, Brad Beaker would go on to direct many, many, many episodes. We should have him on the show. Um, And he continued to work with Ryan forever.
2: He ended up getting some of the more difficult logistical episodes that we've mentioned before because because they know
0: how he knows how to do it yes
2: and you you watch his episodes and there's no fluff like he only shot what you needed and so it was the days were usually pretty short or on time with him
0: yeah unless it was one of the like regionals or sectionals or whatever but he did that a lot too so this is season two episode six never been kissed and the original air date was november 9th 2010 so we are almost in thanksgiving time now
2: This is a gigantic episode for several reasons. Okay. Um, But before we get into that. Right. Let's tease it with the state of the world. So the number one song was We Are Who We Are by Key Dollar Sign Ha. Kesha. (laughs) Number one movie was Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. But But more importantly, the best news this week is that Glee the Music, the Christmas album, was released on this same day that the episode aired, it was the fourth soundtrack by the Glee cast. And it went platinum, baby. The album First debuted Christmas album. at number one of the Billboard Soundtracks chart. and <gasps> peaked at number three on the Billboard 200. What? Yeah. This was, I believe, our most successful album ever. Wow. Because Christmas wow. music is going to do it to wow. you. And I got nice to say, Tim Davis and everyone just like smashed it. Right. Also
0: like... Uh for sure and then also like you still hear glee christmas music everywhere every yeah. season like um do you also remember that this year this was the tv guide we made the 2010 hot list on tv at tv guide and we shot glee covers
2: we sure did I and you, you
0: me and harry were on a glee one on the tv guide cover
2: you know thinking back about those things Like, you see, like, getting on a TV Guide cover, getting any cover is a really big deal. It is hard. It is rare. But when we're shooting so many hours, this, all the planning for that happens, and we have no idea that it's happening. Mm -hmm. And then we get, like, ushered into, we're told at some point, like, oh, there's going to be a photo shoot for TV Guide, right? (laughs) And then we get ushered into one of the sound stages connected to our main sound stages. And there's a little setup and we have about 15 minutes to... And they did
0: multiple covers. So there was like yeah. a Finn and Rachel, there was our our love triangle there's a Quinn and uh Puck and all of these ones. But yes, it yeah, usually like a cover shoot takes a whole weekend and there's a lot a, a lot that is in, it, integrated into the the preparation and the shoot itself, mm-hmm. but we literally were like it's like a blink of an eye.
2: Yeah. And next thing you know, like, oh, we're on the cover of TV Guide?
0: <laughs> what? Uh, like, you don't
2: even realize, it's in the middle of your workday, so you don't even realize
0: right. what's happening. It is one of my favorite covers, though, or yeah, like favorite I think photos great. that I have. Yeah, they're really good.
2: I love it. And I love that I got to share it with the two of you. I know, that was special, so wasn't special. it? It was special. Do you remember that party? That they had a TV Guide party that
0: we went to? Vaguely. It was at the SLS Hotel?
2: It was at the the W
0: oh the w that's right it was on the roof right
2: yes and yes yeah what what it was it was messy
0: was it
2: yeah there was somebody else that i'm friends with on another show oh and she had a little too much you know it happens and we were all trying to avoid her and amber was like you guys are terrible people i'm walking her to her car and i was like you're an excellent excellent person amber (laughs) <laughs> your oh, parents are really proud
0: things and I was like I want no part of it. no
2: it was really embarrassing I'm like we're at literally a tv guide party this is we're for not media. at like a
0: house party yeah <laughs> I was like I don't know
2: what to do I was, but I met Brandy do you remember we met Brandy
0: <laughs> yes Amber was you wouldn't remember oh
2: friends. my like, I embarrassed myself so hard but we met Brandy <laughs> I even think I got her number somehow and she's like I want to come to set oh stop and I think Stop. I tried to arrange for her to come to set at some point, but it never obviously happened. But I, oh my god, woo wee, was I starstruck? I, like I also needed to be walked out to my car because
0: I was. <laughs> squirted out. Yeah. I probably escorted you out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this is a lo- a big episode because this is the beginning of Brad Peeker, as I said. It is also the debut of Darren Chris, which we will get into. Um, We meet Blaine for the first time. Um, We also
2: have some pretty heavy Max Adler, Dave Barrowsky. We've got a lot more. Yes,
0: we've got a lot more for um, Coach Beast as well, and Dot Marie Jones, who this is her first stuff with like all the all of the Glee Club. Mm -hmm. Um, Dot actually received an Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series nod for her work on um, the second season, and they submitted this episode.
2: Because Dot was excellent in this episode.
0: um, She's an angel.
2: (laughs) I also love, so this is the return of Puck um, (laughs) after he got punished IRL for releasing an album. He's now back and has a gigantic storyline. So punishment
0: served. I I would say that let's start. This is where we've set the precedent (laughs) that usually... If a cast member gets in trouble, leaves, acts out, does Mm -hmm. something, they usually come back and they get a huge (laughs) influence.
2: I will say, (laughs) when we allude to um, people getting away with things, and we're not here to be gossipy, however, but when we allude to if people act up or get away with things, they don't get punished, this is sort of what we're referring to, where (laughs) a lot of times... Like, Jenna and I would feel like, do we need to start acting (laughs) crazy Crazy, and then we get a storyline out of it? Because it seemed like the squeaky wheel sort of thing. Got the gold. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but, you know, we weren't really... Uh, anyway so all right, all right. But so there's you know Puck gets a big storyline And I'm involved in that storyline so no complaints
0: Um, I think it's funny that you also said like I don't really remember this episode I didn't either to be fair But you're all over this <laughs> episode I did this whole thing This is I, your
2: episode No recollection
0: <laughs> Did you remember as it started you were like Oh this is that episode
2: Yes what okay. I remember about it is Two scenes Um, One love One love and the scene in the hallway where uh, Artie convinces Puck to let Artie sort of rehabilitate Puck. uh, Got him, And we do that really inappropriate hand finger thing. David
0: David literally gave me his hands last night. And I was like, I'm not doing that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, that was Mark's idea. And (laughs) Uh, uh, we were like...
0: It got capped.
2: Yeah. We're like, should we do this? And no one knew what it meant. Like, you know, the adults... On set, didn't know what it meant. So we like, it's our handshake.
0: Stop, stop, stop. I <laughs> you,
2: know, you know teenagers.
0: Yeah, teenagers. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you before. Was there something else you no. we were going to say? No, okay. it, was,
2: it was those two scenes. That's all I remember. But I think <laughs> what I also remember um, leading up to this episode is we had heard that there was going to be um, a new... We heard about the Warblers, right? I remember us being in the tin shed in dance rehearsal and remember knowing that there was another singing group coming on but it was Mm -hmm. all sort of like hush hush like we were busy filming Mm -hmm. the episode before we didn't really know what was happening they were casting and then zach i think it was zach came in and said this song you're doing is really good Mm -hmm. and we all crowded around and he played it for us Mm -hmm. and we were all sort of envious because it was such a great great cover reminiscent of you know the original don't stop believing with those backgrounds yep and i just remember like oh this is going to be huge like this is so so good and we were just really excited to like see what the warblers were going to be because we did not know at all that they were going to be around permanently yeah or anything like that so it was an exciting exciting time when we all got to meet darren and it was also fun to like get to see um, Ma- Max Adler get to act. Do you out. remember
0: when when Darren came on set? Um, he was wearing pink sunglasses. He always wore those pink sunglasses, mm-hmm. and he showed up in a Michigan t shirt. I was dating somebody at the time who had also gone to Michigan, or was from oh, Michigan. That's right. And knew Darren. And so, I went up to Darren and was like, we have mutual friends. He was also kind of in the musical theater scene. I mean, he definitely was not kind of. He was in the musical theater scene as well. So, like, the names were being thrown. And I was like, I, I know of this kid. And he had done so much before already
1: <laughs> that, right. like,
0: in his own, you know, original mm-hmm. um, making way that he does. and The Harry um, Potter of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... I remember like him coming on set and being like, "Oh, I kind of know you."
2: <laughs> I <laughs> but didn't I
0: didn't know he was going to be Kurt's boyfriend
2: yet. I I yeah, I didn't know him at all. I um he just like came on and felt like he had always sort of been there.
0: Yes, that's right.
2: Um but it felt different. I was like, "Oh, this is like the start of like Kurt getting a boyfriend is going to be a really big deal." Totally. And so it was it was so interesting to like have somebody new come on and take on that responsibility because we had been living in that world right. and seeing how Chris gets approached publicly by fans and how much Kurt means to people and then to have somebody come on like I hope you're prepared for this because totally. this is going to yeah totally. wild if yeah. there's
0: anybody that was prepared for it it was Darren <laughs> I would yeah, say that
2: he can just handle it like he's it all just rolls off the back
0: literally nothing faces him. Tell me about the songs in this episode.
2: We have "One Love" um, by Bob Marley, "Teenage Dream" by Katy Perry, "Start Me Up," "Living on a Prayer" by Rolling Jones and Bon Jovi. Uh, I mean, the girls smashed it like <laughs> Such a you. Funny abs- number. It's so good, and you sound great on it. And I have Thanks. issues with it, and I'll point them out when we get there. Okay, tell me. Um, "Stop in the Name of Love" slash "For Your Mind" mashup, Supremes and Vogue.
0: So good, yeah, so good.
2: It was. It's a weird one, but yeah.
0: I love we loved that one. We shooting you guys shooting that one. We loved
2: you Um, loved cord cord was still new. And I remember cord stepping out for his solo. And all of you literally (laughs) gasped and giggled and started like what you're doing right now your hands on your face. There was no acting. Everyone was so enamored with cord like he's our little baby. Brother yes like a little is. puppy So and he,
0: charming and so cute and, and you guys
2: melted and It was crazy to see we
0: were surprised though I think he came out of nowhere and he like He just fit in with you guys like you Guys all hold this like very high standard Of like being yourselves in these Things like Corey looks like a fool dancing <laughs> But he's so committed that it's so cute And everybody looked that way And core just like fit right in With that and I was yeah. like wow He really feels comfortable here and that That's awesome um, but yeah we were totally smitten. <laughs> I
2: also feel like the girls didn't have as nearly as much time with Cord up to this point as all the boys did. There was a lot of boy-centric totally. scenes with him. That's right. that's right. And so this was sort of <laughs> like we you know we had done numbers with him without you guys. So right,
0: and was, then you rehearsed all this stuff mm-hmm. with him, and so you had a lot more time with him. That's yeah. right. but he's so we were was hogging just him. the sweetest. It was, the whole number was just so cute. You guys all looked really great. Um. All right. So the episode summary of this this episode is a big part of it was that Kurt makes a new friend, um, uh, in a new glee club and a new school while he continues to deal with Karofsky bullying him at McKinley. Um, Finn and Sam come up with this idea to use Coach Beast for um a way to cool down, <laughs> um, and it. Beast finds out, gets her to quit, and Tina is also involved in that (laughs) somehow. And then Puck and Artie strike up an unlikely friendship. Where do you want to begin?
2: I mean, okay, let's talk about. I mean, the the story. (laughs) This episode is really crazy because I think when people think about this episode, generally, all that you really remember is the Warblers, right? Darren getting introduced. Karofsky bullying Kurt and kissing him. And like that's sort of the main thing because that's that has ramifications throughout the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but somehow this show, the bumper, is Finn and Sam talking about how you know, they found these two girls who won't sleep with them basically. And Finn's like, well, what I do to stop myself from going all the way And we have a great callback to (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) the very beginning of the show. The mailman. Yeah, the mailman on the windshield. And so Finn basically is like, look, you need to find your own thing. And so in that moment, Coach Beast is yelling at Artie and she's picking a wedgie. And Sam is like, great, I found my thing. This very quickly spirals out of control because then Sam goes to mentally use beast in this way when he is hooking up with Quinn shortly after, but he says out loud beast "Beast," and she gets Quinn's not happy about it. (laughs) But then the boys tell the other boys, AKA Mike Chang, who then tells his girlfriend, Tina. And so (laughs) Tina's like, Ooh, let's see. (laughs) Let's see if like, this is actually true. Let's put it to the test, but it's not Mike, Who's the one that needs it? Tina, Tina. A la Sam, a couple scenes earlier, closes her eyes and thinks of Beast. It's like, <laughs> you can't. know that saying it's like, close your eyes and think of England? The whole time I was like, <laughs> close your eyes and think of Beast. And uh, all of these incredible shots of Dot Marie Jones doing different things. Like, I mean. And lingerie our, uh, uh, with a ballet bar. <laughs> The chopping
0: the meat is yes. so good. It's so good. She does such. It's so um. It's very like Nip Tucky. You know, yes. it looked very Nip Tucky to me. Yeah. And Um. I just uh, dot dot the amazing actress and hilarious angel uh, that she. Is. I have to
2: say, I think this is some of your finest work. You are <laughs> hilarious. You and Harry are hilarious. in this this little <laughs> no. nugget that's like sprinkled in this episode, and you guys eat it up. <laughs> And I love that it's you. And like in that scene at the end, you know, when, well, before we get there. Okay. So what happens is Quinn is obviously upset about it, goes to Sue and is like, I don't know what to do because clearly Sam is hooking up with Coach Beast. (laughs) And Sue is like, well, I'm looking away to get her fired. So you need to publicly confront him and make it loud. And she does. And Coach Beast hears it and (laughs) gets yelled at also by... Mike Chang to stay away <laughs> from his girlfriend. And so Will finds out. Right. And Will um confronts mm. the Glee Club and says the boys and, stop. and then Mike goes, and girl <laughs> in your face. <laughs> Like it's it's such an insane storyline, but I love it because it's so high school.
0: Like, it's, it is very high school. It's very
2: inappropriate. Um,
0: and leave it to Tina to have like the weird to be the,
2: the one. also your costume like your costumes this episode.
0: These this was the moment, Kevin. This was the moment. This is the turning point. Well, maybe not. We we're, we're getting there, actually. That's a lie. But this was on the way to that moment where I thought, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, my costumes were getting more extreme.
2: Yeah. They looked really cool though.
0: Yeah, yeah. They And did. that first they scene you walking down the
2: hallway um with well, Kurt when he first gets pushed and you're Well, in this...
0: his outfit, I mean, are you joking? No, his but sweater your, train?
2: But your outfit was just as good. Like you both were like fashion, fashion, fashion.
0: Fair, 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 fair. Yeah, this was Lou like giving her her moment to these guys. Really getting to play. I feel like Tina and Kurt, you can do that on, which is like. Yeah. So Will finds out, and so Beast confronts Will about it because she trusts him and he's the only person who she can trust um, in this school. And I Will liked them just... so much
2: together. You know, so are not they nice, like? They have like a really sweet friendship.
0: They do, they do, they, and it's nice that they have each other. They're like kind of the underdogs, outsiders, like like he says in the show. Um, well, it's like, like when know. she first
2: entered the scene, Sue tried to get Will to use her as a common enemy. Like they're mm-hmm. like enemy of my enemy is my friend,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: really, I mean, their collective enemy is Sue. Sue. So yeah, right. they have that bond. Strength in numbers.
0: That's right. Crazy Sue, which we'll talk about her confetti scene. Um, <laughs> well, Will decides to give it to her straight. I mean, not comfortably or, or willingly, but he feels like it's probably the right thing to do Um, based on their trust. And she she takes it very personally, as one would. Yeah. And And it leads her to quit the... Quit her position as Coach Beast. Um, then we get to the scene where he is uh, summoned by a, a note from Becky to go to the auditorium to meet Sue. Sue is celebrating. She says, do you notice the cannons? I've gotten my budget back because Coach Beast quit because of glee Club. Your glee
2: Club did this. Mm-hmm. These
0: mean children. And then the confetti cans
2: explode. <laughs> she has a great line, too, about... You know, songs about being ugly or whatever it is that you guys do in
0: there—just <laughs> so good. And uh, the confetti cans explode, and Sue's laugh is just—even when you hate Sue so much, the the scenes are so freaking funny.
2: Um, do you remember? I remember them shooting that scene or talking about shooting that scene, how they were going to do it with the cleanup. Like you need to get it once.
0: One, it's like a slushy. Yeah, I yeah. really try to go for it once because that was a lot of confetti.
2: Oh, and that <laughs> confetti gets everywhere. Like we would well, find out. Well, you that notice in later. Will's
0: um, each shot, his confetti's, like a little bit different because, <laughs> like, confetti's like sp- like um, glitter. You can't yeah. like always oh, quite a- get no. it right, but it's everywhere. Uh, so Will tells the Glee Club that Beast quit. And the Glee Club is um, surprised. Not sure why. I guess we're kids, so we're surprised. <laughs> but um, he, uh, everybody is very upsot- upset, and so Finn and Sam go apologize. And um, Will goes to actually... Find Beast and tries to talk to her as well, and says the kids really love you and they are really sorry. And
2: the scene make you feel. And then
0: this scene, yeah, it's weird. I remember reading it in the script and thinking, like, do we have to? But I do. Look, it feels like it was threading the needle to Kurt having never been kissed and yes. Beast never been kissed, and it was like that was the. Point C to get to all the rest was kind of getting there, which was actually better than this point C that <laughs> happened. But okay, Um this made yeah me so
2: uncomfortable.
0: I know it's just strange. It's this is not necessary. Like they not like, going to fall in love. Does she want <laughs>
2: you to be her first kiss? Like, sir, that's pretty presumptuous.
0: But Will was doing. He was opening the door for her to then actually just the get audacity to the place where
2: she was. of men. Oh, no.
0: I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, it's just very The
2: whole scene. I was like, "No, no, jokes. don't do it." Cuz I couldn't really remember, but I felt like he was going to do it.
0: Oh, yeah. Cuz no, of no, course I, he
2: would. And then he did it and I was like I no! was dreading
0: I was dreading it. Um I was dreading it. But but it was impor- an important scene with or without the kiss. Yes. For dot and beast to be vulnerable, reveal mm-hmm. these things. It really makes you love her even more, and um, see the softer side of her, and kind of understand her. Because on the on the outside, you she is not your typical female coach, and so yeah. like just to see her as like open up and to understand her more was really great for the show. I also um, thought
2: it was interesting in an episode that you have two introduction of two more gay characters. You didn't yes. have her state, "I'm not gay," right? Um, I was right. like, "They probably they gotta clear it up for people." It's like not every character in the show now is going to be gay. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: We do have some straight characters. On yes,
0: here. yes, definitely. Even though Dot is gay, so. right? Exactly. <laughs> in real life,
2: but Darren so. and Max aren't. So you had to balance that's it right. out. You know, that's right. We that's were right. all playing different characters. Th- yeah, A-
0: we're actors. Actors.
2: So, so to get. <laughs> beast to not quit um the boys perform their mashup and apologize um for beast in the choir room mm-hmm. to try to get her to smile because she has such a good smile mm-hmm. and we do our mashup you know where the girls lo- lost their mind for one court over street understandable
0: oh, it's so wonderful what a wonderful number I loved the number. I loved the mashup. I loved the performance. I loved the costumes. I thought it was so cute and so charming. It's just wonderful. I love boys versus girls.
2: I do too. It was <laughs> it was really weird. It was I remember recording it and they had all these like really intense backup I mean uh, like ad libs. Like, don't you gotta stop it? Like Michael Jackson, like aggressive and I was like Really?
0: You were on that. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yes, and I remember like so.
2: Corey, Corey assumed that every ad lib was just mine. When we were filming, I was like, Corey, that's your voice. He's like, what? <laughs> and we the filming, I was like, yeah, Corey, that's, that's you. He's like, I did that? I was like, well, you must have. And I remember bringing him <laughs> over to the sound and you yep. can solo out all the things. I'm like, can you solo these? Because I'm pretty sure that's Corey and that's not me. And yep. he had, yeah. And that's. I remember that. They pulled happened. the
0: wall out for this one mm-hmm. when they were shooting it, and I remember <sighs> it being very efficient, the way that Brad Beaker shot this, um, and Dot was with us, and you guys were just really cute, really, really cute.
2: Well, um, I can't wait to talk about yours. Let's get into that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: let's talk about that. So, uh, along with th- this whole never-been-kissed storyline with Beast, um, she has- Uh, The competition list for sectionals, and that's how the Warblers are introduced, and then um, we get into Dalton, but the assignment for the week is boys versus girls, and the tournament is announced, and the girls come up, well, then it gets kind of switched up, right? Everybody's kind of bored with that whole idea, so... Mr. Shu decides that the girls have to do something that the boys would normally do, and the boys have to do something that the girls would normally do. Yeah. And so it just adds another level, um, an, another cha- an extra challenge, an added challenge to the, the tournament. I will tip attempt
2: to really, like, appease Kirk, because he's just getting right. abused left, right, and center by Karofsky. And so right. he wants to be with the girls. Will's really adamant, no, and has this, like, really good one-on-one with him. Mm-hmm. And through that, then decides to give the girls and boys an extra challenge, like you said. Right. But when you guys do your number, <laughs> I was so excited to watch this. because, Were you? Yeah, because even though you guys weren't on vitamin D. <laughs>
0: we looked like it. It we was still that like energy,
2: it. you know? Yes, yes. Like, you, you didn't forget that. <laughs> and everyone is singing in it. So here's my problem with this number. Tell me. Every time you sing, the camera's never on you.
0: Yeah, it happens a lot.
2: And I was really pissed because you sound really good and you don't get to sing like rock music that often.
0: Thanks. Um, it happens
2: a lot. But I will say, I think there, I think it was an editing thing because it happened several times where the camera was not on the person singing.
0: Yes, fair. I, did, I think Brad Beaker had to get used to that also, yeah. perhaps. But also, additionally, mine were riffs, right? A lot of my stuff was riffs or maybe just no, you the, had some the lead lines on some and it was on Leah. of the the Like, choruses. Leah was singing it, and it was, it was not like you. was, like, leads on the choruses. Like, we were featured voices. And yeah, that's it was, what so it was. Much like every two lines. That's right. Yes. That's right. It would be me and then Leah and me and then Leah. And yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot I sang on this. I was like, is that my voice? Um, again, kind of like Corey. You're like, did I do that? But, yeah. Right. Uh, but yes, fair enough. That I was like a lot of the time you you wouldn't know that I sang on all of these.
2: Well, also happens too. Is we forget because if we only have four or five lines in a song, we go record that in about 15 minutes and then we go and about our day forgotten. and forget. Yeah, we completely forget. Yes.
0: Um so more importantly in this in this kind of um storyline with the tournament was is Kurt being bullied to no end by Karofsky really unhappy um it's just not manageable or sustainable and like he's pretty he's violent just, like it's really yeah. rough how he's getting I'm surprised that like yeah. Mr. She's like is there anything I can do and you're like um yeah, yeah get <laughs> get him spelled? out of here yeah <laughs> exactly um and so, Kurt goes to visit Dalton, and he has a whole new experience, and he meets Blaine, who is also gay and out in his school. And not everybody's gay at Dalton, but there are <laughs> more gay men that are out and, you know, probably there than at McKinley. And the Glee Club is
2: cool. They're, as Blaine right. says, they're rock stars. So, everything that Kurt wants is represented in the Warblers and in a Blaine. It's right. you know, something that he didn't even know existed. Exactly. And you get to see him finally meeting another out gay person his age and like the weight that he's been carrying every okay. day at his school and also at his own school when we were all teamed up for the boys the boys aren't particularly nice or supportive of him at all and totally. so he's completely what abandoned I yeah
0: um it it was now watching this also as a viewer um teenage dream which became like a Don't Stop where it was like almost played too much. We heard it too much after a while, right? Mm-hmm. It was like definitely run to the ground like Don't Stop. I watched Darren do that and I was like, oh, my God, what a stunner. <laughs> well, like I don't was stop, very charmed by him. <laughs> I As Blaine, like I was like, oh.
2: Yeah, I got okay. to I, having some distance from it. I I could understand it better yeah. now. <laughs> I think when it was happening, because the number, when we started, like Don't Stop Believing was a very simple number, mm-hmm. right? But it was so charming mm-hmm. and worked really well. But by the point that by, we got to this episode, we had done Rocky Horror and Madonna and Britney and our numbers were out of control. And right. they were great and big and expensive. And then to have Teenage Dream come along, that was sort of like a reset
1: mm-hmm. where...
2: It's very simple. There's not a lot of choreography, and it's 100% charm. And I think at the time, I was confused as to why it was so popular. Like, I knew the cover was good. I was like, this performance is fine. Right. But watching it now, like, also, I would have died if I was a viewer. I Mm -hmm. tried to consume as much gay media as possible. There was not a lot of it. And watching them run through the halls in slow motion, and holding hands—I know—I would have been obsessed with this.
0: I it, was real. I was really obsessed with it when I watched it last night. I was like, this could have seemed so cheesy or corny in in some viewers, yeah. like in in one point in time, but like I get it now. But I also,
2: like that's great. Let it be cheesy. Like this was on Fox at eight PM, and to have. Right. Even if in it's
0: 2009 like, or yeah, 10, I'm sorry, like yeah. a
2: corny, romantic, gay storyline of high schoolers. Oh, I love it. Like, whether it's good or bad or everything in between. Right. Like, ha- letting the whole group of people have that shown yeah. on the show that was watched by families was really special
0: i also will say like the blaine storyline in this episode had so much substance to it with kurt or rather the kurt storyline in this episode with blaine meeting him was like i i don't know i just i was really appreciative of it and um having kurt have somebody else in his corner other than his dad and mm-hmm. like the semi the glee club but not really like another gay man like in his corner yeah encouraging him and supporting him like i can't imagine what that would have been like for somebody who was either closeted or f- mm-hmm. the only gay person out in their school or feeling like hurt in any way shape or form to have like a blaine or a hero in their life like i i You know, you can imagine people. Yeah, yeah. It was really. um, I just thought it was like really well done and important to have. And it was nice
2: to see them. They're pretty opposite in their characters as well. Yeah, and so Kowalski's abusing Kurt continuously this episode, and then when Blaine comes around, Blaine's like, you know, you just gotta stand up to him, courage. Mm -hmm. And so after getting shoved for the eight billionth time, Kurt follows um, Karofsky into the boys' locker room and calls him out. And it's like, what the hell is your problem? And this really powerful, serious scene. Right. And it's really going at it and just like, punch me because you're not going to punch the gay out of me. Like, oof. Wow, yeah. Some writing. Yep. And then Karofsky grabs Kurt's face and kisses him. And Kurt is stunned. As
0: I think all the viewers probably Yes,
2: were. And we find out one that that was Kurt's first kiss. Yeah. But he also immediately goes to tell Blaine about this whole experience. And Blaine shows up at McKinley to confront Karofsky with him. Right. And is very like sort of Darren in this way where it's like <laughs> low key about it. Yeah. Like I, I completely see through you. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like, totally. This is who you are. There's a lot of us. You're not alone. Right. And like, you're acting out because you don't know what to do with it all. Right. And Karofsky is stunned silent. And you have this really beautiful scene that sets up their relationship in that stairwell where they are so different. And Kurt's sitting there and admits he's never been kissed before. And Blaine is just like, all right, let's go mm. get lunch. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't play into it at all.
1: But totally. Is, but
2: is there for him. And doesn't have to say all the other things because he's been through it before. Totally. And we haven't seen that yet. Not yet. It's nice to be able to see that. But it also, you know, it's now shown Kurt another world. And going back to McKinley to the same old is going to be difficult.
0: Yeah. Stay tuned.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Stay tuned. Okay. So before... We get in. We before we end this episode, my god, there's a huge storyline, Kevin. No, that we it's, haven't. it's little. All right, so P- Pug comes back from his um his time off on the show, <laughs> and Juvie. he went to Juvie, and he comes out, and he's got this whole facade on that, like you know, whatever they're scared of me, but we've come to find out that he hates that place and is never going back. So he makes Artie his community service, so he doesn't have to go back. Um. And says that there's a crip or something, which I was like, okay, no, let's not. But well, yeah, um, later the
2: probation officers that that Puck said he was hanging with the crip, <laughs> but he meant cripple, and not she thought a gang member, like a reformed gang member, gang, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So he takes he takes already on, and. A- and he's going to help you, he- I don't know, he's going to treat you like community service, which is an issue, but okay. I mean, Artie um, seems
2: grateful, because Artie needs some social help, and Puck seems to be able to do anything he wants, right? right. Yes. I, I don't so know how can... this busking scene happened
0: <laughs> in the school well, courtyard. Uh, okay, first... <laughs> I don't know where the idea came from, but I was like, okay, now we're in the courtyard of Bernstein and they're doing a number. Now, remind me about this day, Kevin, because I do remember that it was raining. And I think I saw you after this scene was shot and you were like, it was raining all day. Yeah. And we did it anyway. Now, normally on the show, if it's raining outside, we will cancel the day or we will change a scene and do something in interior Um. And, and do it another day. Tell me about this day.
2: No, we were not canceling. And also, you know, it was one of the seven days that it rains of the year in right. LA. And I think one of those days, you have a huge location. You have all of these background actors. And also that day was, if you notice by the weather, the Kurt and Blaine scene in the stairwell with Kurofsky. Because mm. everything is all wet still. And so I think it, it was just a light drizzle. So we shot when we could really quickly. It's a really simple number. And also Brad Beaker is pretty expeditious. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's rain on my glasses and there's a lot rain of the all shots, over your head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, which is like not a great look when you have thin hair. And we just did it. I, I mean, I love this song i I love this version of the song yeah watching it in the episode i was a little confused as to why it was happening and Mm -hmm. artie can just look at a bunch of ones and know it's three hundred dollars but you know that's neither here nor there Mm -hmm. um but the my favorite part of this whole storyline is artie admits to puck that he was dating britney and he wants to get her back and he's like great we'll go on a double date with santana and britney and myself and you And you just have to follow my lead. Do the opposite of your instincts. And so (laughs) there's that scene where we go in and we're really terrible to Brittany and Santana. But Heather and Naya were so funny. (laughs) So funny. And (laughs) so funny. They ate it up and we could do this really fun scene at breadsticks, which Mm -hmm. I never got to spend that much time in. So I was very excited. Where are you now? Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know the Nightmare of Breadsticks, okay? This is my introduction to the Nightmare of Breadsticks. Fair, 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 fair. fair. And we got to do the scene, and it was insane. And also, Artie doesn't have a lot of redeeming moments, but him paying the bill and not running out, I was thankful for. And then, basically, it all comes crumbling down, because Puck is pitching to the girls and to Artie that he was this macho man and nobody messed with him in juvie. And it was so easy. He could go back anytime, but then he gets called out by the probation officer and is given an ultimatum of 24 hours to actually find community service. or you are going back to juvie? And then Artie confronts him and says, you, um, you're acting insane, basically, <laughs> like you just have to go do like community service. That's fine. Right. And, already then you know pitches i'll help you in geometry past geometry whatever it is you go do the community service and then no harm no foul if this doesn't work out and it seems that they have the, the little inappropriate handshake and that's basically it i thought it was like this sweet little insight into puck um a moment into already desperately trying to be something else, but actually getting the upper hand and being able to help somebody else.
1: But yeah,
2: it was fun. I had a really fun time doing it and it felt light and fun. And Mark was fun to work with.
0: It's a very unlikely pairing that I, I I really liked a lot. Um, And you guys were very good together and Mark's, um, your performance was great always, but Mark's performance was also very good. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I'm surprised that his performance was very good, but like you don't see a lot of puck and to give a bad boy some layers like that yeah. is actually kind of difficult to do. And he's still so – it was very likable and, and um, I, I just relatable and very, very cute. It was very, yeah. a very, very cute um, pairing. I
2: think it was also – Mark in real life was the bad boy, like comparatively to the rest of our group. Sure. And so I think he was putting in the work. He wasn't necessarily like a big actor before this were acting a bunch before this, and so, right, you know, I think we never knew what we were going to get, and he was always rising to the challenge of, you know, the storyline, and yeah, I think you're right. This episode showed that.
0: That's that has never been kissed.
2: What a w- interesting episode! I really
0: enjoyed it, though.
2: Really, you were dreading it.
0: I was dreading it because I think it, I thought it was a different episode, which we'll talk about when Uh, we get to that episode. Wait,
2: which episode do you think it was?
0: I can't remember the title of it, but I'll tell you when I get there.
2: (laughs) Was it A Night to Forget or whatever it's called? No,
0: no, no, not that one. I mean, that too, but. (laughs)
2: Jenna, the weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees.
0: Yes, it is. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more.
2: And the best part? All Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands.
0: By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And
2: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. We love that.
0: I just got the silk skirt and then I also got the um, 100% organic cotton striped sweater. It's great quality for that price. I literally shop here all the time now because it is just undeniable
2: get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash really for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's
0: q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash really to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash really let's talk about something we can all relate to hair removal. Not exactly the highlight of her day, right? Between Nick's Cuts and Razor Burn, the worst. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. Nair's new scents have turned my bathroom into a spa. My favorite is the Soothing Aloe and Water Lily body cream. It smells so good. Plus, it It's designed for lingering freshness, so I smell and feel good for the rest of the day. And who doesn't love that? Nair's new shower and body creams are super easy to apply and work in as little as three minutes. And my smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. You can use it on your legs, arms, underarms, even your bikini area, which is perfect with summer right around the corner. I just went on a trip to New York to visit my family and I used Nair before I left. I didn't even need to pack a razor because I knew my legs would be smooth the entire trip. So check out the new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. So smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, you want to do some tardy takes? Let's do some tardy takes. Okay, so the cringe moments, aka ouchies. I feel like mine is probably puck taking you on his community service and calling you a crip. <laughs> <laughs> I Feels
2: mean, there's a, a little. There's a couple. I think. Um, I think us maybe doing that handshake in the hallway was like <laughs> probably not great. Um, I'll also like. All the things with Beast maybe were ouchies a bit. Right. I don't know. It was
0: redeemed, but it wasn't right. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's not right, um, but it's okay.
0: So we switched this this category to best dance move, but I have a worst dance move.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it.
0: I'm not gonna point out I'm not gonna point fingers. But you gotta go back and watch Teenage Dream. Oh, some of those I know some exactly of those you're talking dances about. were definitely trying to get some camera time.
2: It wasn't that's someone in the warblers. No. Like it in the just, Glee Club. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, the best number though, <laughs> best dance moves were obviously the boys.
2: I disagree. Oh my God. No, the girls were crushing it. And you got those cool little editing effects, you know, that <laughs> know. we had never used that's before. was the first time we had
0: that. Yeah.
2: <sighs> okay. Uh, Best song. Um, I think just because Teenage Dream is so popular, I'm going to go with the girls' mashup.
0: Wow. Yeah, I love it. I really mean, love it. It's funny. I really love your guys' mashup.
2: That's not always best, you know? We're all yes. just fans of each other.
0: Fair, fair, fair. Uh, pressed for performance by a prop.
2: Ooh. Um, maybe, I mean, the microphone stands in the girls' number.
0: <laughs> you guys
2: really didn't great I think, things
0: I think the cleaver in um, dot's hand in coach beast's hand in the in the meat the meat cutting yeah anything out of those dream sequences yeah. where where dot was doing that was um I thought were excellent
2: yeah um, I think you're right
0: and the best line
2: so I think my favorite line honestly anytime Santana and Brittany spoke in this episode but I think Santana saying can I just say this is what happens when people don't put out if everyone just put out we would have a winning football team. <laughs> wild wild um,
0: I <laughs> I also really liked I don't know it's my favorite quote but when we were talking about the our competitors for um, our next um, mm-hmm. sectionals
2: uh-huh.
0: um, Mercedes is true. like wait how are we going to compete against a bunch of adorable old <laughs> people
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's very good so, should we found on TikTok? <laughs> are you watching it? Yeah. So, Yuli and Ernesto on TikTok made this video, of, and they said there are two types of people on vacation. One of them is reading a book about slavery and the Holocaust. <laughs> After explaining in depth about the book, t- turns and says, what are you reading? And the guy is reading Sorry, Not Sorry by one Naya Rivera. And says, I'm reading about how much fun Naya Rivera had on Glee." <laughs> it's cute. Go buy the book if you haven't read it. It's great.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> um, thank you, Yuli and Ernesto, for making that. Um, yes, this is very good. A great, great video. And also, like, makes me want to be on vacation. Well. Permanently. I,
0: I just, yeah teleport me there
2: teleport me um thank you for joining us everyone what, what an a, episode this was a big big episode in glee history and her story it was
0: her story yeah. uh thanks for joining us come back next week for another recap and that's uh, what you
2: really missed see you next week ciao ciao Thanks for listening and follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW room we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th.